Welcome to The Struggle is Real, a show for 20-somethings that are trying to figure out adulting. I'm your host, Justin Peters. Each episode, we focus on solving a problem that we will face throughout this defining decade that wasn't covered in the classroom. This could include topics about our career, health, relationships, and money. Let's get into it. I have something a little different for you today. This is a replay from my good friend, Andrew Biernat's show, Your Personal Growth, Personal Brand Podcast. Andrew asked me a lot of questions about The Struggle is Real, including how the show got started, how I go about selecting topics and guests, and the one person who really influences my conversations. Of course, it's hard for me to take my podcaster hat off. I turned the tables and asked Andrew a few questions as well. One thread in particular is a story about the dark side of personal growth. We also conclude with a great conversation about some of our career missteps and how we both used podcasts to explore business adventures. I hope you enjoy my conversation with the two curious question askers, Andrew Biernet and myself. So maybe let's start with, let's start with your show. Let's start with your podcast. The struggle is real. Talk to me about it. How did it get started? Yeah. The struggle is real, right? <laughs> uh, so, so hopefully the name alludes to a little bit of the, the premise of the show, but I speak to young adults about adulting advice. It, it truly is that. So, so many of us get thrust into the real world as 20 somethings going through college, thinking that college equipped us with what we needed in order to be a quote, quote, adult. And we quickly find out that is not the case. There are so many facets that we are just blind to or unprepared for. And I want to solve that. So I have on interesting guests in a ton of different facets, talking about things that hopefully 20 somethings need a little guidance and, and light through. Yeah. And I, I can't agree more with that, that concept. And I was actually just having this conversation the other day with a couple of people in one of my networking groups. And we were talking about the idea of truth and being able to decipher what's real. I feel like in, in my world, that's, that's something that's so important to be able to see and, and know when you're reading a news article or when you're talking to someone in person or, or any of these other situations that arise to be able to know, like what's just hypey, what is got its own bias to it, you know, and what is just, just patently wrong and false because we do, we, we live in an era of fake news and fake stories and so much that's, that's not right and not true. So that was one thing that I was actually talking to my group with. And we were saying, like, why didn't, like, if they're going to teach one thing in school or maybe one of a couple things, like learning how to know what's real and like understand how to, you know, weigh opinions. I feel like that's something that's so missing, uh, at least for me when I was younger. What are your thoughts? It's, it's actually on my topic list. So I keep a list of topics that I'd like to cover. I'm always looking for guests that fit this topic area. And media literacy has been on that list for quite some time because I realize we are unequipped to decipher between some of the good news and the bad news. And I don't know, I feel unequipped in that area. I have, I've almost gone through a purge where I have one newsletter that I consume almost all of my information from. And of course, I would say actually most of my social media is just personal development and or friends and family. And there might be a little hint of some news in there, but I just don't really consume a lot of news anymore because it's so slanted in this kind of like the world is ending type of uh, feel. So yeah, it's 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 a struggle and it's definitely something that I'd like to cover on my podcast at some point in time. Oh man, for real. And we were just talking about the some of the podcast guests that you've had on recently. So I guess, you know, you look at the things that we weren't taught, the things that we never got to learn in school. And, you know, it, it's kind of cool because you get to kind of follow some of your interests and follow some of your passions or follow something that you're like, man, this is a deficit in my life. You know, I think it's probably a deficit in some other people's lives. Like, let's see if we can shore that up a little bit. Uh, I guess maybe talk to me about some of your interesting guests that maybe you've had on recently. <laughs> I've had on lots of interesting guests. I, just like you were saying, I like to follow my interest and or I also get a lot of topic ideas from a core group of listeners. They're always kind of feeding me some things that they would really like to hear about on the podcast. One of those in particular, my little brother, I know you're very close with your brother as well. And he is now part of my operations and, and helps with a lot of the back end for the podcast. But actually the, the genesis of the podcast, it, it really kind of started because him and I would have conversations on Sundays typically, and he's four years younger than I am. And he'd be asking me these like life questions. And sometimes I had the answers. Sometimes I didn't really have the answers. So I could give him some feedback, but I was also like, I don't know, Kyle, I'm struggling with that as well. 
we should see if we could find somebody that might be able to lend us some advice. And that is kind of how the, the podcast got going. But some of my most recent episodes, I just covered play, you know, refinding play and adventure as a adult. I think that was a struggle that I'm actually still kind of going through. Uh, I covered parenthood recently as well. Do I want to be a parent? What does parenthood like really look like? So I've covered that recently. And the most sought after general topic is personal finance. So I'm always covering personal finance topics, everything from how do I invest to what are taxes to what's this whole 401k IRA thing? What do I need to know about it? So I cover like a plethora of those kind of topics too. I love that, man. And you mentioned parenthood, right? And that's, that was something I always aspired to. I knew even in college, I was like, you know, I want to be a dad, you know, like I'm going to do all this cool stuff, but being a dad is going to be one of my, one of my bigger roles that I get involved with. And man, there's so much that you just don't know <laughs> going into it. Like people can say stuff about it, but you don't really know until you know, and parenting and, and, you know, long-term relationships and marriage and all that stuff. Yeah, there's there's some things that you just don't get to know it until until you're there. And like and th- and that and that's not to be like discouraging, but like there's so much there's so much depth, right? I've gotten to know myself so much better because I've I've got a long-term partner in my wife. I've gotten to know my parents so much better because of how I'm having to train up my kids. You know, there's so many of these little weird lessons that come up just through those type of things. So I think it's fantastic the guests you're having on. Yeah. I always looked up to my dad. He's he was definitely my first mentor, my first idol, and I thought he was he did parentinghood so well up until I don't know early teenage years, and then you start to see some of the the flaws in your parents, and then you go through that space of being frustrated or mad, or they just don't understand, and then you will get to usually it, for me it was like mid twenties where I started to realize how challenging being a parent really was, and I started to give him some grace, and we connected over so many things. But yeah, no, I. I'm excited, maybe a little nervous about parenthood in the future for me. That's exactly why I, I seeked this guest out. And just all the unknowns, like something fascinating in researching you and preparing for this, this conversation was miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And you talked about, I don't know if you've shared this on your show, but having three miscarriages and how maybe that's a little bit of the dark side of parenthood, but how unequipped society is to talk about that and to handle that situation. Those would be things that I'd love to have people on and explore a little bit more. I mean, of course, all of the glory and the good things about parenthood too, but we don't talk about some of that angle as much either. Oh my goodness. And like up until then, I had been on this like rocket ship of a personal growth journey, you know, like it was all up. It was all, yeah, this is good, right? <laughs> you know, and so like it started for me like in, the, in a pretty dark time. I was drinking a lot, very lonely, very sad, got laid off from my job. Like it was miserable, right? You know, I, I ended up drinking so late into the night that I'd like wake up like almost nighttime the next day. And you know what I mean? It was just always dark out. Like it's always sad. Like it was just a horrible, horrible time. So, you know, fast forward a bit, you know, eventually get some counseling, you know, I, I stopped drinking, I start cleaning up my life, you know, change careers, all that. Right. And I'm going through this kind of just rocket ship of change and it's, it's fun and it's a blast and personal growth is like, rah, rah, rah. It's awesome. You go to conferences and you read books and you meet people and it's fun. And then we had our first miscarriage and before that, we we didn't have any issue getting pregnant with our first one. We just were like, hey, should we try? Sure. Oh, okay. Wow, we're pregnant. And so like it was like, having kids, man, that's easy. You know, <laughs> and then and then we had a miscarriage. And so it was like, oh, okay. But I I, you know, in in true personal growth stride, I saw it as like, you know, okay, yeah, we're gonna grow through it. You know, it's hard. This is truly awful, but we're we're learning a lot and you know, we're we're gonna come through this together. Then we had a second miscarriage, and that one really caught me off guard. Because it was it was so unexpected. It was, you know, I was used to bad things happening because bad things just always happen in life. That's just kind of the way it goes. But this was like bad on top of bad. And by the time we had our third miscarriage, um, all in the span of about a year or less, maybe maybe 10 months, 11 months, I was just numb. I was just I was just kind of dead to the world, just kind of coasting at work, kind of coasting everywhere else in my life. I really I didn't know what to do. You know, I was just just kind of depressed, just kind of, you know, going into some fallback coping mechanisms, just spacing out, playing video games, just just stuff that I knew just wasn't getting me anywhere. And I started sharing about it. And yeah, you know, in, in your research, you probably came across some some of the sharing that I've done. And 
you know, in, in sharing about it, I started learning more about the other side of personal growth, which is the side that doesn't, I don't think get talked about enough. And that's like, the, that's the dark side there because to every strength, there's a weakness to every, to every bright and shiny thing, there's a dark side. And, and when it comes to personal growth, there's the, you know, there's the conferences, there's the books, there's the awesome meetings with people, there's networking, there's all that cool stuff. And then there's the other side where it's the shaping and the forging and the hammering of your character and your beliefs and the challenges that you experience and the way that you come through them. And so for me, you know, that's kind of, it rounded out my perception of personal growth. You know, not all personal growth is good in the sense of the way that it feels, but all personal growth can lead to good, you know? So they, I got to grow through that time. <laughs> There's no doubt that I got to grow. But in that time, I did not, I did not feel very growth oriented or feel like I was, I was heading the direction I wanted to. But coming out from that, you know, working on coping mechanisms, working on the way that I saw the world, and really working on vulnerability and sharing, that was tremendously helpful. Because, you know, as you share on stuff, people get to connect. You know, as you share on the gaps in your knowledge, people are like, oh my goodness, yeah, I, I have the same struggle. Or you say, hey, I've had a miscarriage. You know, I've, I've had countless people reach out and say, oh my goodness, I've never told anybody, but you know, yeah, my, you know, my spouse and I had a miscarriage and it was really hard. And, you know, I've, I've gotten to connect with a, a lot of people because there's that, there's that darker side a lot of times, like you mentioned, it just doesn't quite get talked about. It, it doesn't. And, and, and that's exactly why the show is called The Struggle is Real. I like to talk about the struggles and I think we can bond or create a sense of community because of that. And I have covered some topics on the podcast and some of the response that I've gotten. I have some really specific and interesting relationships because of the podcast. And I, I love that piece. And I'm assuming you do as well, but even just sharing content, you don't even have to have a podcast, but sharing and being vulnerable so you can allow other people to accept you and to help you as well. I mean, we talk about businesses. I, I think business owners can can take some interest or some thought into that as well, because so many of them, especially early on, are trying to forge on without any help or asking for any help. But you need you need help sometimes, and it's it's cool that people reached out and and got connected with you, and you felt that sense of connection because I, I did not realize how prevalent miscarriages were until I've had a guest on and we've talked a little bit out and I was doing some research and I'm like, like a third of people, like a third of people that are trying to have kids end up having a miscarriage at some point in time. That's unbelievable. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a startling statistic. And, and kind of like you said, like, yeah, you hear about it, you know, you're like, okay, maybe, you know, 5% or 10%, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's upwards of 25% of pregnancies, you know, end up being a miscarriage. It's, it's, it's shocking. Yeah. 25 to, to 30 something percent. Like it's, it's like, whoa, okay. So it's, yeah, it's not a guarantee, you know, it's, it's not a, it's not a promise of a baby in the future. So yeah. And the, in the personal growth, growth sphere, you know, the, the challenges that we get to go through can, can really start to shape us, you know, I, and I love, I love that we're kind of both podcasters because we, it's almost like we're interviewing each other on this yeah, podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a blast. So, you know, for, for you, I want to kind of maybe touch on a, a growth time that you went through is maybe the starting of your podcast. Cause I know for me, when I decided to start a podcast, it was a, it was a huge step and it's brought me a ton of cool places. Talk to me about maybe the genesis of your show. You kind of talked, you alluded to it in chatting with your brother, but then how did it develop from there? It was a long start. <laughs> so I, okay. So I found podcasting as a medium, I don't know, maybe five years ago. And I absolutely fell in love with it. I had always heard the phrase leaders are readers. So I kind of forced myself to read. I'd literally have to put a timer on my phone, you know, 20 minutes, pick up a book, start reading that book. And then the timer would go off. I'd finish the page, close it, and I'd be done. It never was something that came supernatural to me, but I wanted to do it because I was focused on personal development. Then I found podcasting and I was like, holy cow, I'd find myself like just devouring personal development um, podcasts. We both have a love for Tim Ferriss. I love Jordan Harbinger, Tom Bilyeu of Impact Theory. So many of the guys, these guys have shaped my early mind and, and have left such an impact on me without me ever even meeting them. And it didn't dawn on me until maybe three years after that, that I'm like, wow, I want to play a part in this space. And I want to impact people the same way that these podcasters have impacted me as well. So that was April of 2019. I was like, I'm going to do this. I bought a mic. And then that mic sat on the shelf for eight months. And <laughs> I, 
I was start. It was the start of January 2020. I was looking back. I was. I'm a big time New Year's uh, uh, resolution person, and I was looking back, and I was like, "Oh wow, I never got that podcast going." And just at that same time, I had quit my job and made a self-made sabbatical for myself. And I got some really timely and important advice from a recruiter that said, "Hey, Justin, if you have the time and the finances to fund this, spend the first three months not thinking about your job." And lean into a project or goal of yours that you've always said you've never had time for, but you've wanted to do. And for me, that was podcasting. So I made that decision and I called my best friend and I said, hey, man, you want to be the first guest on my podcast? And he said, of course, we booked a time six days from then to record the first episode. And I swear I did more in those six days preparing for the podcast than I did in the last eight months prior to that. So, so yeah, I got things going and it's it's a journey. I mean, I think just starting and doing something is probably the best way to start figuring things out and building and creating. I learned so much the first 10 to 15 episodes. I bombed a couple episodes. I figured out what my hosting style was. I narrowed in on my audience and what I what really brought me interest. I figured out what a podcast hosting service was. How do you get it connected to all these places that you're currently listening to this podcast? I learned all of these these things that you needed to know. And I learned that by doing. So yes, it was a challenge, but also it was a really exciting time for me too, because I just loved being in that kind of growth learning uh, mindset. Yeah. And you kind of talked about it too, that, that that growth learning mindset that comes with just committing to something, you know what I mean? Like, and like committing, like to the point where like, there's no turning back, right? Like I've, I, burn the boats, right? We've blown up the bridge. I'm going to interview somebody. I need to figure this out. <laughs> I had to figure out how this mic works. I had to figure out how to upload an episode. I need to figure out what I'm going to ask them. I got to figure out how to even interview. Like, yeah, absolutely right. Like when I, when the, the idea to have a podcast hit me, it was, it was actually, it was a combination of things. One was, you know, we, we kind of talked about Tim Ferriss, you and I before, and you just mentioned him again, was looking at his career trajectory. Right. Yeah. You know, he's just, just this guy. I think he was a reporter or journalist of some kind, you know, gets into podcasting, writes a book and it just his career just takes off. And it's almost like Kim Kardashian. You're like, well, why is he famous? You know what I mean? Like, well, you can't quite pin it down like, oh, he won a Super Bowl or, oh, he's this guy, you know, like, but he had a podcast. And and then I started seeing his books. Right. Another one came out, Tools of Titans and then Tribe of Mentors. And then I started flipping through these pages. I'm like, oh, man, it's like the who's who of like all this stuff. And I'm realizing he's gotten to talk and have conversations with all of these people, with every single one of them. And then, and then it started dawning on me again, like relationships. Right. You, you always hear your network is your net worth and the, yep. you know, the people that you meet and your peers that are around you, you know, they're, they're going to propel you to, to new heights. And, you know, I never I never really, really deeply understood that until that kind of kind of struck a chord. And I was like, now I get it. Now I get why you would create content for free, ask for nothing in return, make someone look awesome and feel good because it builds a relationship, because it's helpful and it provides useful content for other people. You get to be the host of a platform, right? And people want to be on that platform to get their message out. You get to know the messengers. You get to preach to this crowd. You get to kind of build this community. And it was just like a lightning bolt of like, oh my goodness, I have to do this, right? This this makes so much sense. And for me, one of my, one of my traits that is one of the, probably one of my strengths that I lean into is listening. And that's something that is is very, you know, let me trace that back into childhood of, of why listening matters to me. But by listening, I then get to ask good questions because I get to be present in the moment. I, I kind of hear some of the nuance and I say, hey, actually, that's that's a little different than I thought it was. Let's maybe let's pull that apart. Let's explore that idea because I didn't expect that. And then usually there's there's more story and there's more meat behind that. So I, I, I love always hearing the genesis of a business or the genesis of a podcast. Because you really, you get to know that person a lot better. And then the podcast, a lot of times, or the book or the business really makes a lot more sense for the the purpose that it has. Yes, that is very, very true. And I I shy away from the title of entrepreneur right now. And and I heard you mention it in a podcast as well, that you are multi-potentialist. <laughs> and like, we're both kind of in the same journey of getting something going. We're building an audience. We're kind of creating 
a service or product to provide to that audience at some point in time. But I wouldn't say I'm a full-fledged entrepreneur right now. But I love the podcast for that for that reason in particular. A, yes, of course, it's great to provide value to people to support 20-somethings during such a monumental decade and start to build an audience and a tribe as well in case I ever wanted to like fully launch into something. I have support behind me already. But just talking selfishly what the podcast does, it is A, my standardized way of networking and meeting very, very interesting people. And B, it's my own professional development plan. I am a very heavy research-focused host, and I spend maybe 10 to 15 hours preparing for a guest, and they will come on, and I just devour all of their material. And I have them on with the intent. My, my qualifying question is, would I want to spend a whole week learning about this person and the messaging and the subject matter that they speak on? Because then once I decide yes, I'm going full in on them. So the parenthood one, longtime dream guest of mine, Larry Hagner, and I've been so excited to get him on the podcast because I just want to devour his podcast. He's got a monster podcast, Six Figure Download Podcast. He has lots of courses out there. I learned so much in that week span, so many great things that I just took and applied to my own life, different skill sets and things like that. That's just amazing. Like I, I just continue to grow as a person. And it's just like whenever you're reading, you read one book and maybe it doesn't leave like a huge impact on you. Don't feel like a different person and you to read or listen to podcast or consume information like this in the personal development space. And then you look back six months later, 12 months later, two years later, and you're like, the ideas that are coming out of my brain, the words that I'm speaking, all of these things, like I, I'm like a totally different person than I than I prior was. And that's what my podcast has really done for me. It's so fun. By being a podcaster, it's like you're raising a flag. You know what I mean? Like you're you're putting this idea out there that I am this type of a person. And I used to struggle before I had a podcast. I, I I mostly worked with women in their 40s and 50s in personal training. And it was great. I made a lot of awesome friends through that. But many of them thought a little bit differently than I did. And it was tough to to find enough people where I was like, really feeling like energized and hyped or I'd, you know, I'd start talking about this cool subject that I was getting into and people would just kind of like get that like glazed over like, oh, cool, kind of a look, you know what I mean? Like they wouldn't have anything to add to the conversation and really kind of had no interest. And I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, so like for, for me, you know, being a podcaster, you know, some of my new best friends are other podcasters, you know, because, because they get it. Like they, they understand that quest. They understand that journey. And there's just kind of like almost this like, you know, fraternity slash sorority around podcasting. Uh, and it's just so cool to see. And it's still, it's still got a level of prestige to it. Right. Cause when I say, Oh, I have a podcast, people are like, Whoa, yeah, you know, like that's huge. And it's like, yes and no. You know what I mean? Like, yes, it's 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 cool to be able to have an audience. It's cool to be able to put things out there. But really, at the same time, it's 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 like when I wrote my first book, I got about halfway through writing that book and I just kind of gave up on it. I just got busy. I just didn't feel like it. Uh, and it sat around for like three months. I had built it up in my mind like it had to be this huge thing. Like it was like this enormous, they probably like you did when you were, before you started your podcast, like it was going to be yeah. this monumental, impossible thing. And there's too many steps and I have to do this and that. And I just don't have time. Like I, I had so many excuses why I, I couldn't get my book done. And I, I, I had this one little shift and I was like, who am I trying to help? Right. Am I, am I trying to help a million people with this book? Because that's what's stopping me from finishing it because I'm trying to hold it to this ridiculous standard of it's got to help so many people change their lives. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to write this for one person and I really hope it changes that one person's life and it's going to be worth it if it does. And mm -hmm. so I was like, and then, and then after I had that mindset where like, I hope this helps one person the rest of it came, you know, the, the, the rest of that book came out, you know, I published it. I don't know if I helped anybody. I hope it did, <laughs> but at the end of the day, but at the end of the day, I still did it. Right. And so that's kind of the way that I see podcasting now is it's, you know, for many, it's like, Oh my God, I can't believe you do that. It's like, that's so, that's such a big deal. And, and really it's, it's having a conversation and then publishing it. That's to me, that's what it's become. And it's, it's great if it gets to help one person because that takes so much of the pressure off, right? Yes. I know I know I'm going to benefit. I know my guest is going to benefit. And I hope that some of the listeners get to benefit 
as well. So I'm kind of curious for you, you know, you kind of went through that stage where you finally got it started. What was, I guess, maybe some of your mindset going into it and, and going through that? It's tough. So I had a big influx of listeners right from the get-go of just friends and family or, you know, first or second de degree connections that wanted to support me. And then you see your downloads really tail off and find what's really got to be the baseline after maybe episode five-ish. And you're like, okay, cool. Here's everybody. You know, some people checked it out, just wasn't their cup of tea. Here's the people that I'm really starting with that I'm catering to episode after episode. And podcasting, slow growth for the most part. I mean, unless you're, you have a big network in terms of like actual podcast network that you can get this out to, or you have a good marketing budget, it's just showing up every episode and given something better than you gave the episode prior. And I've gotten routinely better at it, but it can be discouraging whenever you're like, wow, that episode only had two more listeners than my last episode. But then you see it over time and it's been cool. It's been um, really awesome to see listenership double year over year. And uh, that gets me really excited. But from the day-to-day -day grind, I, I, I did an important thing right from the onset. I told myself, I promised myself, regardless of vanity metrics, downloads or listens, et cetera, I promised myself that I would publish an episode every other week for one year. So that's 26 episodes. And at the end of that one year, if I wanted to take, if I wanted to step out of this project and do something else with my time, I would allow myself to do that without feeling bad about it. Because I am I am somebody that once I commit to something, I'm all in and I'm like, I'm the best at just consistency, just like every single day, just doing what I need to do. So I knew like, if I don't give myself a hook out of this, like I'm gonna beat myself up if I ever wanted to walk away from this and I just wanted to spend my time doing other things. Because that's something entrepreneurs have to think about all the time is like, really, how do we want to spend Multi-potentialist, yeah. Yes. yeah I yes. mean, there's so many opportunities out there. Which one am I taking? Yes. So uh, of course I got to that one year mark and I was just having an absolute blast podcasting. I think if I didn't make that commitment to myself, I might have given up after episode eight. I bombed episode seven. I had somebody on that was kind of like my first bigger guest that I was really kind of nervous about. And I just didn't necessarily love the questions I asked and, and how it turned out. But I was like, oh man, I gotta do episode eight. So here we go. So I did that. And then the other thing that I've that's really been benefited myself, and this is great if you're a content creator or you create a product or a service, I have a folder that I call my rainy day folder. And anytime that I get a encouraging message or DM or kind of like thumbs up type thing, I, I'll, I'll have somebody just text me or call me or whatnot. And they're like, dude, that episode was so freaking good, man. Like, thanks for producing that. You kind of forget about those like small encouragements that you're, you're getting along the way. I screenshot those, dump them into a folder. And every, anytime that I'm feeling discouraged or down on myself, I just go into my rainy day folder and just read all those messages. And it usually takes me five or six of those messages till I'm like, all right, let's do this. Come on, like, screw that, like, whatever. Like, we're back on the track. Like, let's get this going. Yes, like, and, I, and I've heard of that, you know, old school style, you know, with printed letters and stuff, putting them in a desk drawer. And I think that's so powerful because, you know, it's so easy to remember the negative feedback. Like I could almost quote some of it word for word, but like the, the positive feedback, it's like, oh, wow, nice. And, you know, that warm fuzzy. Yes. And then you just kind of forget about it. It just kind of fades away. So I know for, for me and for my practice, that's actually probably something I'm going to implement is actually storing some of those comments Just have a spot that I'm putting that positivity. Because for, for me, words of affirmation mean a lot. And so hearing feedback, positive feedback, especially is super, super helpful. So I think, oh man, that, I mean, for those listening friends, you know, anytime you're getting that positive feedback, squirrel it away, store it away in a centralized spot. Don't just take a yes. picture of it with your phone and then let it get buried by a heap of other pictures, right? Take a picture of it and then put it somewhere, put it yes. somewhere where it's easy accessible. Cause I know for me, you know, I'd actually, this is a personal growth book that I'm, I would recommend for everybody is Atomic Habits. Yes. The, the concept of a habit, as soon as it starts to become difficult to do that habit, like you're just not going to do it, right? If it's like, oh man, you know what? I want to go and get encouraged, right? Let me find that picture where that I took that was really encouraging for me, right? And you're going to scroll for three minutes and then you're going to get lost looking at pictures from the Wayback Machine and you're going to forget that you were trying to get encouraged about something. Right. So if you can centralize it, if you can make it so easy that you can just fall into that encouragement, it's going to be much more likely that you'll take advantage of it and that you'll actually use it. It's been multifunctional for me as well. Of course, it's always my sense of encouragement and inspiration whenever I'm feeling down. 
but I needed to, I, I wanted to get a couple more reviews on my podcast. So I went into my rainy day folder, figured out who gave me some encouragement. And then I just reached out to them and it's like, Hey, I know you listen to the podcast. I hope you're enjoying it. I would love if you could leave a rating and review on the podcast. So it's great if you're an owner that is, you know, might need testimonials at some point in time as well. It's a really great way to start figuring out, you know, who's, who's my 1000, you know, you, 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 you know, who's my top 10 or my top hundred or the people that I'm serving that's really getting joy and excitement out of the product or the service that I'm providing to the world. Yes. Well, and let's maybe talk about that, right? Is every podcast, I'm not every podcast, but successful podcasts need a purpose, right? They need, they need to be serving someone in some way and helping in some way. How, how have you really honed in and drilled into that, that purpose that's, that's driving the podcast? Yeah, you definitely, especially if you're a podcast, I can't speak on some of the other content creators and or businesses that are out there, but for a podcast, it quickly gets mundane, the repetition, the task that you have to do on the back end. Of course, I love the conversations, probably like you as well. I mean, that's that's the best part of this entire process, but people don't realize that that's probably a 10% of everything that has to go into actually you listening to this podcast right now. Andrew also then has to download these files, edit these files, create the content to promote these files, get it into the service, write the show notes, you know, put together the the cover art, all of those things. And that can be mundane if you don't have a driving focus. And for me, you mentioned you changed the from one serving 1 million people down to I'm going to write this book for one person. I also did that with the podcast as well. So I think about one person in particular, and that's my little brother. Um, I told you that I have conversations with him all the time. I focus on him and I think about him whenever I am having conversations with my guest and I serve him. And if he listens to my episode every single week, then I will continue to produce and publish episodes. And that takes, honestly, the majority of the pressure off on me because up until now, I know he still listens to every single episode and he's loving him. So I will continue to produce just for him and for him only if he's the only person that listens. Yeah. And that's, oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so powerful, right? Having, not only having that one person, but knowing who that person is, right? Whether they're mm-hmm. real or fictional, right? But no, knowing that this is going to help them. I'm doing it for that person. Hey, thanks for listening to The Struggle's Real. A quick word from our sponsor, and then we'll be right back. You know, I love covering personal finance topics on The Struggle is Real. I frequently get asked the question, how do I start investing? My suggestion, check out the Build Wealth by Investing course created by the founder of Personal Finance Club and friend of the show, Jeremy Schneider. This course includes everything you need to know to invest in index funds. And if you've been listening to The Struggle is Real, you know I believe this is the most optimal, consistent way to build wealth. I don't believe in any gimmicks or get-rich-quick schemes. This course doesn't include any of that, but you will find investing broken down into easily understandable concepts and simple-to-follow rules. He'll also walk you through how-tos, such as how to open up an investing account, how much to invest, and how to choose an index fund. Jeremy and his team literally built the personal finance course I wish was taught in school. If you are someone that wants to start investing, but you just don't know what to do, this course is perfect for you. This course also makes for a great gift for a 20-something getting started on their personal finance journey. You can check out the course using the link in the show notes or go to justinpeters.co forward slash deals. By purchasing the course through our link, you are supporting the show. So thank you for that, as that is how we continue to expand the show. If you want a teaser, check out episode 57 with Jeremy, where of course, I got to ask him a bunch of questions about investing, the cost of fees, and early retirement. Now back to the show. I want to I want to shift gears a little bit. Let's talk maybe a little bit more on some of the influential personal growth moments that maybe that maybe you've gone through over the past few years. You know, maybe maybe walk me through the past four or five years of your life. That what are some of the moments where there was kind of two paths in the woods and you and you took one of them and it started to lead you to where you are now? What have been some of your growth moments? I told you about episode seven, so I kind of bombed that episode and decided I'm still going to publish it and I'm still going to forge on. So I think that was a major one for me. Also, I made a, so I was working for a company for seven years and near the end of it, I was getting, I don't know, bored at best, probably frustrated and just like uninspired in that job. 
I made a quick jump to a different company and within three weeks, maybe even three days, I knew this wasn't the right spot for me. I beat myself up a lot for that. Similar to what you were talking about with miscarriage as well, like this was a dark moment for me that actually really helped me come out as a better person. But I beat myself up. I left this job. I thought, you know, grass is greener on the other side. And I was really struggling through that time. Uh, I mean, I would hate to be my girlfriend because she absorbed a lot of the negative energy that I had. And I also, I, I just thought like I had to hit the one year mark. Like I just like announced on LinkedIn that I had this new job and I was all excited about it. And then I got into it and I was like, ah, oh, I hate this. Like, this is not me. And then I was like, well, I don't want to find a different job. And then like people are like, read that post and they're like, what the heck? Or I also don't want to like talk to recruiters and they're like looking at it and they're like, you've been there for three months. What's going on? So I'm like, I got to forge on and make it to the one year mark because that's kind of when the blemish of job hopping kind of goes away. And then five months in, I was just still unhappy. Like I said, my girlfriend was my savior at this time, just like really being a great absorber of all of that. And she's like, Justin, you just need to do something about it. And then I ran into that recruiter as well. As I started to have these conversations and he told me, he's like, do you really want to give up seven more months of your life just to like, quote, quote, hit this like one year mark that society says that you need to hit in order to like not have a blemish on your resume? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Like, I'm not going to waste my time doing that. So I'd left, I created a self-made sabbatical for myself. I took six months off. I told you I was focusing on the podcast and there was so much growth that came out of that. And the podcast in particular has really given relief to my entire career. You know, my career can just be my safety net, my security behind all of this, you know, a way to pay the bills while the podcast has been where I find my purpose and my fulfillment. And it's been a great way for me to explore entrepreneurship, to learn new skills, to meet super interesting people. So I would say that was probably the most monumental period of my life over the last five years. And I really, I resonate with that a lot, right? So for me, I was laid off from my first career out of college just for not being a very good performer, but it really, it, <laughs> it really sounds like they did you, they did you a service there too. They it did. Like you I, were, you were well, trying to get out of that. Well, cause I was in the same spot as you. Like I, I knew, but I wasn't willing to admit it pretty quickly that this wasn't going to be like a forever home. I was selling a product that I didn't like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't think it was helpful for people like, yeah, ugh, like, okay, like that's not, it's just not going to go. So, you know, so they, they helped me on my way. And I kind of mentioned earlier in the episode, kind of the, the dark time that followed that, you know, and then, and then fast forward a bit to the idea of where I think we're both at right now is we have a career, right? We have a full-time gig that we're giving our focus and our time and our energy to. And it's, it's, it's important to us. And, and it also helps us in, in a financial way. And then we have the stuff on the side, right? We have the, we have the passion projects. We have the yes. other things that we get excited about, right? And so for both of us, it's podcasting. And we both use the term entrepreneurship kind of loosely, right? The idea of, for me, I've, I've started using this phrase and feel free to copy. I've been going on business adventures, right? Where I'm just like, <laughs> I love I'm, that. Let's, just, let's just try something, you know? Because ever since I, I, I left my last career, which was as a personal trainer, I did that for eight years. Looking back with what I know now, I should have done it for about four years because at about that three-year, four-year mark, I was looking for more. I was looking for more than that career could offer. And so I, I started trying to build it into the career. I started trying to write books. I started creating courses and creating other content. And, and it was great. I grew, I grew a lot in that. But I was trying to make the wrong career better instead of trying to get closer to the right career and then incrementally improve again that way. Mm. And so, you know, through COVID, you know, basically all the best parts of personal training for me were lost. The, the you know, the great conversations, being in person, being close contact, high fives and hugs and bringing people together. Like so much of that was just, it was just so much harder to do. And I don't want to say this too, for, for the leaders that are listening right now, for those that have led groups of people during the past two years, I have to applaud you because it has been tremendously stressful because there are some very strong beliefs and very valid beliefs in, in both camps of whatever issue that you're looking at, whether it's political, whether it's health related, whether whatever, there's been so much division and a lot of that falls on the people that are leading because they have to balance that within their their people, 
They have to balance that with public opinion and perception. Uh, nobody wants to be known as the COVID spreading business or the COVID yep. spreading person. You don't want to be known as the person that made the decision to send sick people into nursing homes. Like there's been so many difficult decisions that leaders have had to go through. And so, so knowing that, you know, it was just a hard time for everybody really. But for me, I knew I, knew, I knew I needed to change, right? And so, you know, we look at where we are now. We're we're doing business adventures. We're creating podcasts. And for me, I'm in a state of exploration that I kind of am like secretly hoping never ends. You know, <laughs> like I just want to just keep this ride going forever because it is. It's fun. It's interesting. I'm learning more about myself and I'm growing and I'm improving. And now that I see life that way, if I start a business. It doesn't have to become so densely rooted in me that if that business fails, I fail, right? Yes. If, if if something that I create isn't the right thing, I'm I'm looking at it more like a, more like a fingernail than a finger. You know what I mean? It's like the business fails, not like I lost my finger, right? It's like okay, it, we clip that, and that's hard. Something will grow, right? Something else is going to grow in its place. And so, you know, for me, I, I hope I can keep this mentality going forward. So I guess maybe, I guess talk a little bit about your, your mentality when it comes to entrepreneurship, podcasting, your full-time gig, side hustles, passion projects, all that stuff. Yes. Yes. And yes. I love all of those terms. <laughs> Business adventure. That's probably my favorite one yet. I have been calling the podcast a side project and I like Rusty's, uh, one of your most recent guests. I like Rusty's explanation on the third space. That's probably how it started for me. Really a hobby that I could lean into and really grow from and also gives me some more well-roundedness because I also don't want to be one dimensional and just be somebody that can only speak on his career. But yes, it, it, it is probably a side project that has at minimum morphed into quite the passion project of mine. I have been utilizing it for a lot of skill building. And I, I think that's probably if you're on, on the edge, finding one of these side projects or quote, quote, business adventures might be a really good start for you because we're going to be further down the road and well-equipped because I know from creating a podcast, I have had to learn some pretty essential skills to business like marketing. That has been really interesting to me and how you can get something out and, and grab something such as ear time. Like that is, that's a big challenge. Business owners struggle with that often as well of getting attention for their product or service as well. So marketing has, has been huge for me, but I'm always kind of focusing on any of the projects that I start focusing on a skill set that I can really lean into. I don't necessarily need to monetize things. It's been fun experimenting with it as well, learning a little bit of sales. I'm working on affiliate marketing right now, and that's been a joy kind of going through that process. I, I'm building a learning education plan as well that that's kind of spinning out of the podcast. So lots of good things that are in creation mode right now, but like I'm very, very comfortable and okay with creation mode right now because my nine to five is supplementing what I need in terms of finance and money. And I feel very confident and safe in that space. And I don't know if I necessarily want to bring too much more pressure and or responsibility to turn the podcast into more than it really needs to. To be honest, like it's it's hard to create a huge revenue stream solely from a podcast. And, you know, five to ten thousand dollars a year isn't gotta be like a major impact for what dealing with sponsorship is going to be and managing that and finding new ones and doing the business development and all of that. If I want to lean into that route, because I want to learn a little bit about building relationships with sponsorships and learning how to sell a podcast and all of that, cool. Then I want to make that the primary focus for everything, not necessarily monetizing this project that I have currently with the intent of, I I'm very big into financial independence. I will hopefully be retired by, by 40 from the obligation of making money. I got a whole lot of time and runway afterwards to spend and, and really lean into something else. And I think the podcast and whatever stems out of it will, will be just that. Yeah. I think you and I think a lot alike in terms of retirement, right? In terms of what's, what's next. I know for me, I'm at my best when I'm focused on something. And my wife will say, I'm actually, I'm at my best when I'm writing. She, she loves it when I'm actually writing because I'm, I'm excited, I'm energized, I'm growing and I'm creating something. But I think podcasting works in a similar way as writing because I'm, I am creating and I am growing and I am taking something uh, a little bit further. And I look at, you know, why would, why would someone write a book or why would someone start a podcast? And 
you know, I've, I've talked to numerous authors and, and most of them say, like, you're not going to make money off your book. You know what I mean? Like your book's not going to make you anything. <laughs> it's the you speaking make deals, really. <laughs> exactly, right? It's the speaking deals that come from the book yeah. that actually do something for you, right? It's the it's the coaching, it's the consulting, it's the training, whatever, right? <laughs> whatever the, the on top of add-on, that is where the financial impact of a book comes from. And I look at podcasting the same way, right? Is it is is it allows me to make connections. It allows me to build an audience and it allows me to be creative all at the same time. For those listening, I would encourage you maybe not to get into podcasting, but you know, you're welcome to, but look for that thing for you. Look at, look at where a lot of your strengths cross and coincide. Look with what the market is looking for and, and find a way to put stuff out there. And I can tell you this, some of my podcast episodes, kind of like you talked about with yours, some of them are terrible. I remember I had one, one of my first episodes, you know, this is, and then actually this will go speak to our styles a little bit. So for you, you spend a ton of time, like, you know, researching, digging in and pulling stuff apart. I did that for my first few episodes where I like really kind of dug in. I researched, I knew what questions I was going to ask. And I was like, oh, it's going to be awesome. Right. And I remember getting into that. It was like my third recording, I think. I, I would ask a question and the lady would answer it. And then I would ask my next question and then yeah. she answered it. And then I asked, <laughs> and, I, and like the episode was done. And after 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to talk about. Okay, thanks for coming on the show. You know, and then I ended it. I'm like, 15 minutes? Like, oh my goodness, right? And so for me, what I found was like, it's, it's like this inverse relationship, right? It was like the more research I did, the worse that I ended up performing. And so now I'm in, I'm in like a middle zone where I do like a little bit. I get to know people a little bit, have a rough idea, and then just kind of let natural curiosity lead the way because that keeps me really in the moment because I have to really pay attention to what they're saying to be able to pick up on the threads of where this conversation should flow to. So I guess maybe for you, maybe talk about how you how you decided on like podcasting and maybe for those listening, how they can decide on their thing, their creative outlet, their passion project, their business adventure. Yeah. Nobody's got to walk in and be a star salesman or star marketer or operationalist. You go through this process of giving it a try and learning these things. I mean, you are a great conversationalist because you've had so many of these conversations now and you've built on each one and you've grown from each one as well. I liked your advice from on, on our uh, good friend Ben's podcast. We, you, you were sharing the advice, you know, decide, know where you are and then decide where you want to go and then kind of line out your path there. And I really resonated with that as well, because like your timeline doesn't need to be like six months. I want to be from zero to a $1 million business. You're kind of like, you know what? I, I've kind of identified the things that I need to work on and the things that I want to do between now and launching this full-fledged business of mine. So I, I, I resonated with that. And, and maybe someone can take that advice away too, to decide what project and or content that could be a first try. And I, and I say first try, or maybe we should say first business adventure. You, you don't have to like, I mean, you don't have to stick with it forever. You don't have to continue to create a podcast. I would encourage you to put some kind of minimum commitment to it to start with because any content creator and or any project, it's got to have a ramp up period. And, you know, it, I didn't feel really confident on Mike until maybe episode 15. That was my first one where I was like, dang, that was good. I really <laughs> yeah, liked, I, I really it. liked that one. Yeah. yeah. And, and now yeah. if I listen back on that, I'd probably be like, no, that was pretty good. Yeah, it was like, okay. I would have taken the conversation this way, but <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So, so, so I don't know, I think make a minimum commitment, but also maybe realize some of your gaps and some of those gaps that you would like to focus on and start there to engage or think about or ideate on potential projects that might be able to help you in that certain area and or go volunteer your time or your resources to somebody else that might need that. So my little brother is starting a, a podcast editing business right now too. And I gave him the advice, go sell three people on it and give your service away for, th for free to start with. Like really focus on honing in that craft and figuring out who your demographic is and all the operational and procedural type things that are going to have to be thought about and thought through because I didn't think about so many of these things before episode one, really too. I'm like, okay, I've recorded this episode. How the hell do I get on Spotify now? <laughs> and I had to go through those things. I told him you, you should consider doing the same things and just give it away for free. So you have no 
anxiety about the amount of like, like how, how well or how well you're delivering that service to. So I think if, if I were to try to summarize that, think about some of those areas that you want to work on and find a project that might be able to fill the gap. I love that, man. We've covered a ton of ground today. And I, w- I would love to hear maybe just a, a parting thought, anything you thought that we missed, or maybe a summary of kind of what we've talked about today. Honestly, my favorite was talking about business adventure and just looking at about your entrepreneurial journey as this segmentation of different experiments and the fingernail finger analogy. Don't get too wrapped up in any of those. Realize that this is a piece or a a part of what needs to happen to what has got to be ultimately whatever is created and the outcome and just continue to have fun. Like if you're not having fun anymore, try something new. Yes. And then truly like follow, follow the fun because people recognize passion and people recognize the reverse. They recognize when you're passionless, they recognize when you're fake, they recognize when you're forcing it, whether it's in a networking conversation or whether you're podcasting or whether you're doing your work, they, people feel it, people sense that. And so, yeah, follow follow what's fun, right? You, you love TV shows. Maybe you start creating content around the TV shows. You know, you, you love this particular weird niche hobby, start getting into it, right? Record yes. yourself doing it, you know, and just make it for yourself and just make it so your kids can laugh at you in the future, whatever, you know what I mean? Just start, start building something, start, start creating. And I found that if you can take something that you like and then turn it into a creation type of a process and then share that creation in some way, other people can benefit from it. Even, even if the benefit is, wow, that's spectacularly bad, <laughs> people can still, people can still find a benefit. So Justin, we've had a great conversation today. I would love to leave the listeners with number one, uh, where they can find your podcast uh, and if they want to get in touch with you or, or hear more from you, what they should do. Yeah. The struggle is real with Justin Peters on any of your favorite podcast players, wherever you're listening right now, similar to your strategy, flip over to my library. I cover a plethora of different topics. So find one of the most recent episodes that piques your interest, download it, give it a listen and If you enjoy it, I I would love for you to subscribe and follow me along on the journey. Justin, I love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. Andrew, it's been an absolute pleasure. Guys, check him out. He's you're just creating some really, really cool stuff. So uh, really appreciate you having on having me on the show and excited to follow you along in your journey and, and where you head. Appreciate it. And right back at you. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you like this conversation today, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified about new episodes. If you want to connect with me, send me a message on Instagram. I'm at Justin Lee Peters. You can find show notes with links to everything we discussed today at justinpeters.co. This episode was produced by Gabby Dimeke. I'm your host, Justin Peters. Thanks for tuning in.